Bonjour, Westgate family. Bienvenue. Welcome. That's how they say it in Haitian Creole, Haiti, a country near and dear to our family, as we sponsored for a long time. But uh, we're going to get on with our missions emphasis week, and we're going to begin in worship. Canadian flag because I regularly pray for my sister and her family who are in full-time ministry in Toronto. I'm carrying the Chilean flag because of the people I've come to love after being there on short-term mission trips six years in a row. I'm carrying this flag today because as a family we regularly pray for my son's biological parents that we one day could meet them in heaven. Hola, llevo la bandera de la República Dominicana porque oro mucho por mis hermanos en la isla. Hi, I carry the Dominican flag because I pray often for my brothers and sisters in the island. 
I'm carrying the German flag because my husband and I were missionaries there for three years and the German people have our heart. I'm carrying Malaysian flag because I'm from Malaysia and I want to pray for Malaysian students at UT. I carry the, the flag of Lebanon because of my cultural heritage. My great-grandfather left Lebanon to avoid religious persecution. I love how many doors for meaningful conversations have been opened because of my cultural heritage. Dobranko, Westgate Chapel. Today I carry the flag of the country of Ukraine due to my continued service in that country and my many friends that are there right now facing intense persecution. I'm carrying the flag of Nigeria. My grandparents were international workers in Nigeria and I love hearing stories from my mother-in-law about growing up there. I want to be able to share that same love and joy with my children as well. I'm carrying the Ugandan flag because I have a passion for Uganda after living there for several months and have a lot of international workers and friends and family in Uganda. Westgate Chapel. We're Rich and Lisa Brown, and we are serving the youth 
in Latin America. We love you guys. Estamos tan felices. We're so happy to be your IWs as we reach the 300 million youth in Latin America with Christ's irresistible love. Thank you for your partnership and your prayers. May God bless you in this amazing missionary conference celebration. Ciao. Ciao. Good morning, brothers and sisters in Christ at Westgate Chapel. The Lord bless you all. We direct the International Center of Evangelism and Equipping Ministry in Jos, Nigeria. Westgate has been a part of our work right from the onset 28 years ago. We are delighted to send our greetings to you this year with grateful hearts for your partnership. God is advancing his work in our hands as we see souls brought into his kingdom from the most unlikely places. Sendero Westgate Chapel. Greetings from Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia. We are the Burgevins and I am Jeremy. Josiah and Renee. Uh, we're really excited for your missions week and that you get to have the carries there with you this week. Uh, super excited for the ways that God is going to meet each one of you and that he is bringing his kingdom all over the world. Thank you so much for your support and prayers. It was so great to have the team with Pastor Rob uh, here this summer, and we miss you guys. We miss you. And wish we could be with you. So have a great week, and thank you again. God Bye bless. Bye Bye Hello. We're the Volsteds coming to you from Wachen, Germany. Um, actually, we usually greet you with Zdrasvitya because that's Russian, the language that we actually speak and we're just faking the rest. But we're coming to you from this hometown of Ben and Sarah Carey, uh, even bringing greetings from their very own house, which we're staying in right now. And uh, I've only been here a few days. He's been here for a few weeks. So we're glad to be able to join you in your missions conference from across the ocean. As you're listening to the Carries this week, talking about their ministries here, we ask that you would pray for us and the team here, the ministries to Germans and to Ukrainian refugees. It's a great opportunity to reach people for Christ, and we need your prayers for it. So we miss you guys and are so thankful that you're gathering together this week. Bye-bye. Guten Morgen, Westgate. We are Sean and Susie McLean. Not pictured are our kiddos, Ian and Maisie. And we moved to Wachen, Northeast Germany in January this year, and now we're studying German full-time. Uh, we are super grateful for your partnership. And also, special hello to the Carey family. We miss you guys. Cheers. Church family, thank you, international workers around the world who sent in our greetings. That so we can start in missions emphasis week 2022. We jokingly call it Mew 2022 here, and we are just so excited for what God has for this week. Um, if you're new here, hi, I'm Julianne. I get to work here doing outreach and missions, best job ever, and I just love that part of Westgate's DNA and part of. Uh, the story of the church and God's heart for all people is what we're all about. And we get to celebrate that every day of the year. We are a church that loves missions, reaching our neighbors and the nations each day. But we take a, a week of the year 
to uh, just really celebrate. We have fun together, meals together, pray together, play together. It is a time for us to really lean in. And so this is a big deal. And we're so glad that you guys are here this morning as we launch all of Jesus for all the world. We will be doing things all week long. Um, yeah, if you're a guest here, we want to say welcome. We're so glad you're here to join us. Uh, this is for everybody, all ages. This is a thing we do together as a church because it's for all God's people. Jesus for all the world. Um, if you were walking in, there were sermon notes on the table. And this is also something you're able to find on the app. People online, you can find these on um, through the website or also through uh, our app is just a great way to get all the information. So we have our sermon notes for the day. In front of you, we have our connect card. Again, this is available online as well. This is a way for us to know who's here. We'd love to hear um, your prayer requests on this card. Maybe some information about the church you're looking on, more information. We have um, bins in the back of the worship center that you can drop those in. And if you're a guest, we would love for you to take your card and come meet us in the guest center in the main lobby where we have a small gift and can answer your questions. So that's a little bit about Westgate. As I said, we, uh, we love Missions Emphasis Week. It is a time for us all ages together to celebrate what God is doing, learn, open our hearts, pray for God to show us what our next step might be in our relationship with him and reaching our neighbors and the nations. And we get to, so we're growing with Jesus. That's part of our mission statement. Engaging with one another. Many of you guys just got to eat cake with us. We'll have that again after second service. And then, yeah, just really praying and seeing what God has. So this week is prayed up. There's a couple things I want you guys to notice about our calendar. We've already started to kick off. We had men's breakfast yesterday. Our teenagers met, but we do have opportunities for you to meet Ben and Sarah after each service. Um, there are international workers that are here, our spotlight for the week. They're actually living in America this year with us and attending church here when they're not working, but um, they will be, their family will be out in the atrium. Again, we'll have coffee and kuchen. Uh, this is part of the German culture. This is the German church, their church. You'll hear more about it um, this past April when our short-term missions team was there with the Carey family in their church. We ate coffee and kuchen together. It's part of the culture. So keep leaning into that with us, uh, these opportunities to eat and grow and uh just be together, talk about things, important things. The next thing is, is this Wednesday night we have something for everybody. So if you're in this room, this event is for you. We, uh, as a church, will come together all ages. We will have a giant charcuterie board meal starting at 6 o'clock. Um, food together. We'll come in here and pray together. Corporate experiences, again, engaging for all ages. We have greetings from around the world and prayer updates, an opportunity to do that. And then we're going to have three rooms with experiencing Germany, experiencing Ukraine, and experiencing Mongolia. So come with your life group, grab a friend. This is, again, for everybody together. And then next Sunday, we'll finish up our missions emphasis week. All of this is found on the app. All of this is found in the... Um, trifold that we have at all of our entrances and over in our missions hub over here in the cafe. But yeah, we're just excited for what God has for this week and we're excited to talk to one another about it. So lean in. Um, we're going to start our morning uh, talking and connecting with one another over this question. So when you stand up and meet someone, Greet them in another language if you know one. And then share if you've ever served on a short-term missions trip, whether in North Toledo, in another place in America, or around the world, where have you done that? Or where would you want to go? So meet and greet time. Let's go.
because I've seen the faithfulness of God the still inside the storm the promise of the shore I trust the power of your word enough to seek your kingdom first Declare the battle won. Declare that it is. 
Lord God, as we come before you today after an amazing morning of worship and how thankful we are to be part of a church family who has always been focused on missions. And as we fine tune our focus this week and hear from some amazing people, I pray that you would um, make us attentive to something you might be calling us to. Be with us, Lord, as we hear all of the words this week and every week. And thank you for everything you've done for us. In your name, amen. Well, again, welcome, church family. Thank you so much for uh, joining us in worship today. And again, I want to welcome those of you that are guests with us and everybody that's at home uh, worshiping online this morning. What a great morning to kick off our missions conference. And uh, if you did not know, uh, especially if you are new here with us today, uh, Westgate Chapel is a part of a denomination called the Christian and Missionary Alliance. And uh, as part of the Christian Missionary Alliance, not only is it a denomination in the United States with many churches spread all through throughout, but as well, one of the things that we have been passionate about since our beginning is the spread of the gospel to the very ends of the earth. We have over 700 international workers serving in various countries throughout the world, uh, especially seeking to push into uh, some of the least reached places in the world. And today, uh, we have the privilege of having with us Ben and Sarah Carey, uh, who are going to be sharing about their work, partners of ours. And uh, if you don't know Ben and Sarah, Ben and Sarah actually were uh, did their home service with the Christian Missionary Alliance before, before being sent out here at Westgate Chapel. Uh, and about 15 years ago, were sent to Germany. And uh, currently, they're working in uh, northeast Germany in a city called Vaden. And uh, one of the things that I think is important to know as we give context to our conversation this morning is that uh, Germany itself has less than 1% evangelical Christians. And uh, as staggering as that number is, when you think about the corner of Germany where the carries are, it is even less than that in, uh, in Vaden. And so when they were sent out 15 years ago, they were really sent to begin a brand new work of bringing Jesus to that part of the world. And we are excited this morning to be able to hear uh, from them and also from their kids a little bit about not only what it's like, but how things have been going and give us a greater understanding of how we can continue to pray for them and also partner together with them. And so we want to begin by giving you the chance to hear from the Carrie kids this morning. Let's watch this video together. Is it ready? I think it's ready. I think it's ready. I think it's ready. We are the Carry Kids. We come from Germany. I'm Travis. It's Hannah. Emma. This is Leo. We've lived in Germany for most of our lives. We come back every four years. The hardest thing about uh, being a missionary kid is like moving and uh, even friends. though that might not seem like such a big deal, it really is. It's like, it's, sometimes it feels like your whole world is being flipped upside down. It literally and does. It does, like it. it does. You're leaving everything you know. In a way, we live a double life. We move every four years and that's a big change for us. It's that's something that people don't realize, um, how much it is to move here, right? We leave our friends and we leave our home and even the simplest things like our beds and Stuff like that that is just sometimes feels our like dog. our dog. <laughs> it, that just sometimes feels like it's missing. And the whole thing just repeats itself. I think that's the hardest part when you guys say. I think we got the better end of becoming a missionary kid. Growing up to be a missionary kid than living 
a life here until our age is now and moving there. I think that would be a lot more difficult. But you know what's better? What? Durna. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I miss it so much. It's like a kebab, like a triangular <laughs> piece of bread cut in the middle. On the bottom, there's sauce, and then there's uh, like shredded meat, and then like salad toppings, and then another layer of sauce. It's really Blitchen is bread, and bread might not sound so exciting, but it's like really good. It's like you don't realize you miss it until you're not there anymore and you can't get it. You can't find an equivalent or a something that's like similar. It's just Blitchen is Blitchen. Wait, I think I think we should tell about how mom and dad met. Do you do you know how mom and dad met? That would be very embarrassing. It's funny. Is it? It is. Should we tell them? I want to see her. They met in a college. Or some kind of frisbee game. The mom got hit, and then she fell, and then dad helped her up, and then fell in They did meet in college, and they did play the ultimate frisbee, and okay. even though dad has no recollection of it, he helped mom up after off the ground, even okay. after she fell. They went on long walks together, and they talked <laughs> up with dad and then they came back together oh, and, we're <laughs> and they had more walks and stuff they got married and then they prayed a long time about they both wanted to become missionaries and they prayed a long time about where to go and then, and then they decided to come to Germany and then they had Travis 13 months later totally they off. went to Germany and then we were there for four years and during that time period, when I was two, you were a itty bitty little baby who was born. I was born in Berlin. Berlin, Germany. She was born in Bayern. He's born in Ohio. Oh, um, wait. And we were born in Berlin. Oh, yo. Berlin. Thank you. Berlin. We're the Berlin babies. Auf Wiedersehen. Bis zum nächsten Mal. Bye. Cheers. Should I turn it off? Yeah. yeah. I turn it off. That was great. I'm uh, I'm about ready to kick you guys off stage and just spend some time with your kids up here. I mean that that was fantastic. I mean, there's a couple things uh, there's a couple things to note. One, Travis and Hannah, you made me incredibly hungry with your description of the food. Number two, uh, apparently your your mom got hit in the head. Dad helped her up, and they fell in love. I mean, it was that easy. Long walks. That's that is so. And the long walks. Good move. Okay, so. Uh, we are super excited uh, to have you guys here with us today and uh, to get to hear from your kids and also just to get to hear uh, all that God has been doing in your ministry over these uh, past years. And so thank you guys first and foremost for your partnership and the opportunity that we have to uh, share that together. Um, you know, one of the things that the kids talked about was uh, the home assignment. You guys, uh, every four years, uh, go on home assignment, uh, come back to the States, spend some time here. And not everybody really totally, I think, understands what that that looks like. You know, it's like saying, what does a youth pastor do during the week, right? Everybody thinks they play video games and just hang out or, uh, you know, they hear missionaries coming on home assignment. It's what? Vacation. Vacation, right. Maybe share with us a little bit of the picture of what home assignment is like, but also what are some of the things you're hoping uh, and desiring to see God do uh, as you guys are home for this year? Yeah, so we are here for a full year. We got here in late June and we'll head back probably early July. 
And it is a full year. It is not a sabbatical. It's not a vacation. Uh, but it is a good time for us to recharge, but also uh, connect with churches, uh, meet new people in those churches to be able to share what God is doing around the world. Because we can be kind of fixated on the world that we can see what's around us, but to, to be able to share what God is doing and share some of those stories, tell those stories, and to uh, strengthen those partnerships, those relationships. And so to be able to sit here together on the stage and share, uh, whereas I'll be traveling to other churches in Northwest Ohio, out to Montana, Iowa, Nebraska, kind of in different places, uh, later uh, in the year, but that's all for, it can be tiring, but it's for good reason to yeah. be able to give glory to God through all of that. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. As uh, Ben said, he'll be doing a lot of traveling this year. And so uh, for us, we will be able to be here with you guys in Toledo, which is exciting. The kids and I, we're really grateful for that. Um, before we came back to uh, the States from Germany, the Lord had given me two very specific words for this season because it is a long time to come back for a year. Um, imagine stopping what you do and not doing that for a whole year and just uprooting everything and everybody in your life. And that's just a very big challenge because um, that's home for us. This is not exactly home in what you may understand as that term. And so um, for me, the Lord just really prepared my heart a few months before moving and said, and gave me two words. And the words were rest and family. And I don't think we really realized how much we needed to have those words for our family this year, uh, rest, because it has been a very long four years, great years, and we're back great tired, if yeah. you can understand that. It's a good tired, um, but we need to get a little rest in, a, in many ways, physically, spiritually, emotionally, so we can go back and do what we're doing at full capacity. Mm -hmm. um, so what does that look like for us, too, uh, to be here Sitting in service with you is a huge part of that rest. Um, for our kids to be able to go to student ministries, to Sunday school, to be able to sit back and be tanked up a little bit in a refreshing way so that when we go back and serve, we're full and we're tanked up again. Um, it also gives us the opportunity to be with our family, our immediate family who we don't see sometimes for four to five years, which with COVID, that was the case. This last term, we didn't see family. And that was very hard and a challenge. The kids need time with their grandparents and us with family. And then with you guys, you are our family. You are our church family. As was said before, we left right here from the little house that doesn't even exist anymore behind Westgate <laughs> Chapel. Um, as your interns and then um, AM workers who left from the Alliance and started in Germany. And we were excited to be sent from you guys. But you are our family. And so to be with you and reconnect, um, and then have that opportunity to say thank you in person, not writing a card, not sending you a video. And so you need to hear that from our hearts and from our family, how much you mean to us. And thank you. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your relationship. Thank you for being the people we call our church family, because we wouldn't be there doing what we're doing without all of you. You play a major, major role in that. And so we treasure that. We treasure every bit of that. Thousand dunk. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Uh, does that mean a thousand thanks? It does. 
It oh, does. Good, good. Wow. Look at it's working. I'm learning. Um, yeah. So thanks for sharing that. We're so so glad to have you guys here. And so we said we these last four years you've been on a term. I think is what we call it. And you guys do the same thing we're doing here, which is neighboring essentially, but in Wachen, Germany, instead of Sylvania or Toledo or Mommy or Bedford. Um, and so if we're talking about intentionally reaching the people in our circles, building relationships with the people that God has placed us with so that they may experience God's love, will you guys just give us a snapshot of these last, this past term and those relationships and what you've seen God do? Yeah, as we uh, arrived back in Germany back in 2018, we started off pretty quickly with uh, English Camp, uh, which was a ministry that, that's been going for uh, 15 years before 2018. So anyway, going for several years and that we've been a part of and, and had a wonderful team from Westgate come join us for that. And to be able to start off with two full weeks of camp with the teens, seeing them interact with God's word was great start to the term, you know? And then to follow that up with the next year English camp and being able to share and celebrate in one of our teens' baptism there when she had approached us because English camp had just meant so much to her. She wanted to get baptized. She wanted to do it during that week at camp. And so that was uh, just huge. It was wonderful. That was the first time we had ever had a baptism during one of those English camp weeks. And huge high. Uh, earlier, before that summer, we were able to uh, start up meeting in our uh, home in our dining room for church, home church. We just wanted to get started and see, okay, how is God going to flesh this out and going to move this forward, progress this? And so we just went ahead and did that, and things were moving. We were, uh, you know, building on those relationships, and then this inescapable thing happened where I think you experienced it here in the, you know, winter. Uh, February and March of 2020 when COVID hit and then everything just like, whoa, okay. We'll come back to our roots and pray and see how God's going to work uh, in this and how we can work with him in this and adapt and be flexible. And so uh, in chatting with our regional director, he really phrased it well, it stuck with me, how we moved from casting fishing nets as fishers of men to a single fishing line and fishing rod, just one-on-one -on -one, uh, fishers of men, I guess. And uh, so things look different, but we still saw God at work in unique ways. Yeah, it was a really challenging and unique season, which as Ben said, you all experienced it too. It was across the world. Um, and so for us, it was just also strange because things were going and then everything had to be told to stop. Um, but the, on the flip side of that, we already, we've shared with you in the past too how what we do is a lot of relationship building. It's a lot of intentional connecting with people. And so at first it was hard to understand what that was gonna look like, but at the same time, God still used that as a season to say, okay, it may not be the projects where you bring more and more people in at one time, but it is the people. And so my individual coffee dates that I loved having, they started to double because you couldn't meet in a group. You had to meet with one person at a time, or you had to have a phone call, or you had to have a text conversation. And that wasn't as bad as I thought it was because it really gave us opportunity for those one-on-one -on -one engaged conversations and got to go deeper, sitting with one person um, 
and talking about deep things. And people wanted to talk more about spiritual things in this season than we had ever anticipated. When life is scary, it's amazing how that brings up stuff to talk about. And as much as it was frustrating, it was beautiful in the end to see that. Um, and then we had to be creative. Things were starting to open up again, so we had to be creative. So how do you get a bunch of people together? So things started opening, and we decided, well, let's connect with a lot of our friends, and let's just have this giant grill party, because that gets everybody together, people we know, people were, we don't you know. You were challenged. I was you also challenged. challenged, because a good friend of ours said, I'm certain that we Germans can grill better than you Americans, <laughs> which... <laughs> Yeah, let's just say my wings beat his food. And I left with the trophy, uh, which was a lot of fun. <laughs> but we did. We had a Germany versus American grill off. And it was so stinking fun, but it got a group of people, all of their friends, all of our friends, all out in one yard together connecting. Um, and from there, we were able to extend invites again, come to church. We're now able to start meeting together and just being in people's lives. Um, and so that was really exciting. I love that. That's yeah. really cool. And, uh, you know, it's interesting. It's been cool to see the progression of what God has been doing over the years. Uh, Rochelle and I were with you guys a number of years ago, and I can remember sitting and us, you guys just sharing with us and showing us where you're doing things, your Lego brunches and taking us to the coffee shops where you sit and you talk with people. And uh, I remember one of the conversations we had is like, you know, man, like being in a place where there are so few Christians, like how daunting it would be, but it's been cool to see just the progression of how that moved into starting a house church and then talking about the frustrations of COVID and uh, things getting shut down and then opening back up. And Sarah, when you were with us, I think a year and a half ago, being able to share with us, you guys had chosen a name for your church and you were excited about it getting open back up. And would you maybe share with us where are things at with your church today? What are some of the cool things that you see God doing? Yeah, it's been exciting. Um, as Carissa and I stood here, you guys were the first people that we got to say, hey, we have a name, International Gemeinde Waren. And um, that excited us, but we also told you we didn't know why God gave us the name International Church. I mean, we understood, but at the same time had no idea what he was going to do with that. Yeah. Um, and so it was really exciting. We left here, went back, and church was really going well. We had a lot of our German relationships coming um, they were excited to be meeting in a public place and to be having brunch together. As you can see, this is the room that we're meeting in. We start off having breakfast together, coming around the table, just as Jesus did with his disciples and with others, often eating together. And we found that that really helped engage conversations. And Germans are inviting their German friends. Um, and then we started up an alpha course. Our teammates have offered an alpha course, and they're coming on Monday nights, and they're engaging. And these are non-churched German people who have never had this opportunity or even understood before, and they're coming and they're asking amazing questions. Um, and so that's been super exciting. We're engaging the kids, and uh, to the extent where they're now going home and saying, hey, mom, I'm learning this song. Can we sing this song at home that we're singing at church? And come up to Kenny on a Sunday. Can we sing this with you? And they're just excited. They're, they're having this passion, and it's beautiful. And then the international part is really cool because... We've now welcomed a lot of Ukrainian families into VAR, and our team itself yeah. has really jumped in in a very crazy way. And so our church has now got half or more 
Ukrainian families attending. Uh, we just talked to Kenny and Carissa, and they said there was, what, 60-something people at church Total, yeah. on Sunday, which That's is cool. amazing. That is a big deal. So it's an international church. Mm -hmm. Americans, Germans, Spanish-speaking families, and Ukrainian families. You saw the Volstads are there now, and yeah. That's not a mistake. God knew that, and we couldn't have imagined that. And we have very cool news. Um, we also just found out on our phone call that there's a young couple who um, have been offered a position to, they're going to be praying about it. They've been offered the opportunity to come as a German couple and serve within our church and be on the pastoral staff of this church, which is huge for us because we want Germans yeah. to do that. Our kids right. are like, what? Yeah, they didn't this know is this. news. Uh, <laughs> this is what um, we've been praying for this for is what, years yeah. with you. And the cool thing is this young lady, I've no, we have known her since she was almost about just 13 years old. English Camp 2010. And to have journeyed, I have mentored her and we've journeyed with her. We were around when they got to know each other, got married, and yeah. our teammates say, guess who we're asking to pray about coming and being the pastor? What? God is so good. That's huge. It's it's yeah. huge. It's we huge. will join you in praying. Please. <laughs> this is the next step for everyone. But it is so fun to see yeah. the fruit. There is much, much, much to celebrate. I know that hasn't always been that smooth. There's been a journey first to figure out where you're going. Then you had to go to Berlin and learn the language. Um, then you were sent up, the only people up to Vahren. And um, can you just explain, kind of walk through how you've seen God using that 15-year journey and what it took to get to this point where we're celebrating today? 15 years is a long time. <laughs> and uh, when we started, we were in Berlin in the city, and then we were asked to move out into Vahren, and we moved there by ourselves. And that was a very big deal. Uh, you go there a little nervous and scared, not knowing what that's going to be like, but it took a lot of intentionality doing something that's no different than what you guys are doing. And I love hearing that as we've been here this year. Go and meet your neighbors. Reach out to the people in your circles. And that's what we really felt like God told us to do. You just need to go and be. Be intentional. Um, be okay with being in a place that's not familiar. And so that was it. In the beginning, we just said, okay, we're going to prayer walk. So the two of us started prayer walking around our town and asking the Lord to give us open doors and then stepped into the community center and said, hi, this is who we are. How can we participate here? How can we offer something? Um, and then you have kids. We go to places where our kids are and meet up with families and, and their kids and just all of those intentional avenues that God gives us in our everyday. And that's what we did a lot of and kept praying that God would grow the team in Varen and he has. Uh, so we were alone, and then he brought other people in and who have now left, but then we've got a new team, which is phenomenal. We are there with the McLeans and the Youngs, so we're three families and all of our kids, and it's just beautiful to see how God's grown that. We all have different circles that we're connecting with and uh, inviting people into church, and yes, we offer programs now that we didn't in the beginning, but there's been so many beautiful, beautiful avenues as we've been intentional in those everyday circles that God has given us. Yeah, and you have a German teammates that you're working side by side right. with, right? It's been so fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, just to piggyback off of that, mm -hmm. to share, um, we, a couple of years ago, Sarah and I sat down, and it was actually for the SEEK conference here, when we were here last time, uh, and just mapped out, took a big, big piece of paper, this big, normal size, and mapped out uh, our kind of that up to that point, five, six year journey and saw where we 
made connecting points, what were open doors that God gave us, where were things that we said yes or no. And so we had this person here, and then, oh, yeah, we tried this over here. Oh, but that connected over, and they introduced us to this person, which then, oh, we, well, we had English camps going over here, and we could look back, and now we can extend that even more and see, oh, well, this person from English camp 2010 is now considering, you know, maybe working with us here, but just the different ways where through that time we were saying yes to what we thought maybe were just small insignificant things actually led and spiderwebbed out to different opportunities and different paths. And then to look at that in the big picture and see, okay, in the moment, this might be small, but you never know what God's going to do with that down the road. And so uh, we can extend that even more now over these, with these past four years. Uh, it was really good exercise, which I think you just sit down and do it for yourself where, and see where, okay, where have I seen God opening up doors and what paths have those led to? Um, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, I, I love that there's been a lot of risk-taking, and you weren't even sure. We love, like, our smart goals, our linear metrics, all of that. But in relational ministry, which is what we're all called to do, it's not always perfectly linear. But it's so fun to look back, and it's been fun to have been praying with you guys for that and saying, yeah, they're taking risks, and we're going to just pray. And it wasn't always the, what we thought was going to happen, but it's been so, so, so cool to see what 15 years of ministry mm -hmm. can look like. And we're excited to pray with you about where you're headed as you – um, aren't there to just go in and stay and be there forever and whatever. You're trying to, you know, make disciples that make disciples of all nations and empowering the local church too. So it's just been incredible to watch. Yeah, and it's been inspiring just to see how when we are intentional, right, with the relationships that God has given us and when we're faithful to do what he has called us to do to see how he will take something that we might say, as you said, it seems so small and insignificant and blossom it into an incredible work for his kingdom. And so it's been exciting for us to see how God is using that. Let me ask you guys this question uh, before we uh, wrap this. How can we be praying for you as a church? What are like one or two things that as you think about, you know, what is going on, whether it's in this home assignment, but even for uh, the work that is continuing over in Vaden, how can we be praying for you guys specifically? <laughs> I'm getting the nod. Um, uh, I think for for the team in, in VAR and the ministry there is that local leadership aspect and the next steps, whether it's for the uh, church plant or Ukrainian refugee ministry, which is another one of those saying yes in the moment, not knowing where that would lead. And now we have several families there uh, in town. Um, just wisdom in those areas, yeah. uh, because our ultimate goal is to go further out into Northeast Germany eventually, right? We're on the same page with that. And uh, so how does that look and how do we approach that? Cool. As a family? Yep. No, I mean like a prayer request as a family. I, I'm we're hoping we're together. going as a family. We'll let you know <laughs> how that progresses. <laughs> No, I think as a family, as I said before, it's great to be here this year. And so if you just continue to pray us through the rest of the year for our kids too, it is a big change. You saw in the video, we've uplifted them and moved them here to a place that's not home. And so just keep praying that they would be able to finish well um, and that they would also be able to, that God would just continue to grow them in their spiritual journey while they're here this year. Because we've heard our kids say, it's nice to be around others who believe what I believe this year. And um 
that's a beautiful opportunity that we have because they don't have that there. Uh, they go to, yes, they go to a public school just like a lot of your own children do, but they don't have youth group. They don't have this environment. They don't have right now sitting here in service. And, and so um, I just ask that you continue to pray for our family, that we would be able to grow while we're here more, that our kids would, and uh, we'll be able to leave here tanked up and refreshed. That's awesome. Well, in just a moment, uh, Ben is going to just share with us a little bit from God's word. Before we do, can I pray for you guys? Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for Ben and Sarah. And Lord, I just thank you for the update they've shared with us today. And uh, Lord, I especially just want to worship you and thank you for the fruit that you are bearing uh, through their faithfulness. Uh, Lord, the work that you're doing and bringing people to a saving knowledge of your son, Jesus Christ. Lord, the opportunities you're giving them to plant seeds in the lives of so many people within this uh, community. And Lord, we pray that you would multiply it, Lord, that really it wouldn't be just a work that centers in Vaden, but truly moves throughout Eastern Germany and would begin a movement of people coming to know your son. We pray, Father, for their family. Lord, we just ask that you would allow them to have the time of rest they seek this year. And as well, God, that you would really, with their children, help them to grow even deeper in you this year as they seek to know you and to trust their hearts and their lives to you. Would you uh, not only help them to grow deeper roots in their relationship with you, but to even understand, God, the purpose and call that you have placed on their lives as they serve with their parents uh, in Germany. And so, Father, we just pray your blessing on this family in this year to come, and we thank you for the opportunity we have to partner together uh, to bring uh, the world to know you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, would you thank uh, Ben and Sarah for sharing with us this morning? And uh, thank you, Ben, for uh, taking a few moments to share with us as well right now. I got my Bible. Whoops. Thank you very much, Westgate Chapel family, for welcoming us back. You are very important to us. We are maybe new to some of you, and there's an element of public speaking where you need to break the ice, build rapport, make that connection with the people you're speaking to, so I'm going to tell a joke. <laughs> what is a pirate's favorite letter of the alphabet? R, that's what you be thinking, but it be the C. Ice is broken, rapport is built, connection is made. I just want to share a few thoughts in this little mini message, 10 minutes, shortest message you'll ever hear in this Sunday morning service. If I do go over though, I know you guys are used to it, so... I just want to share a few thoughts on intentional missional living based out of the life of Jesus from John, and we're going to start right there in the Gospel of John, where he focuses on the centrality of Christ and this uh, as the word and his divinity in, in chapter 1, verse 14. I'm just going to dive right in. There are some notes you can follow along. If I'm going too fast, you, you keep up, whatever, that's fine. Not my problem. Let's go, Okay. So John shows us here in John, in chapter 1, verse 14, a verse you're probably familiar with. It reads like this. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. 
We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. And I want to focus on these two words today because Jesus came, Jesus shows us here how God wanted to be present. Those two words today, okay? He wanted to be present among the people. Jesus, the word, Emmanuel, God with us. In the Gospels, we see how he was present. Jesus came to be present. This is huge because Jesus established God's presence for the people. He was and is the divine flesh, the blood, the pulse, skin. He was visible, tactile, odorous. It was beautiful, accessible. He was and is the image of the invisible God, the exact representation of God's being and the fullness of the Godhead and bodily form, the reality of the miracle of incarnation, Jesus coming in the flesh. It saves souls, it transforms lives, and redirects eternities. That's a pretty big deal. This is good stuff. This incarnation, this dwelling in the flesh shows us his desire to be with us and his heartbeat and passion. And he, Jesus, is the reason that Westgate Chapel exists, that the Christian Missionary Alliance exists, that the church, capital C Church, exists today. He came to be present with us so that we could in turn be present with him. Secondly, it doesn't stop there. Jesus came to be present, but he sends us to also be present. So in John chapter 20, verse 21, you can read Jesus tells his disciples, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. So then you back up, back to John 1.14, and what did we see? How was Jesus sent? He came and made his dwelling among us. He moved into the neighborhood. He walked our paths. He ate our meals. He smiled our joys. He cried our sorrows. He cherished our time. He was present. Incarnation is the miracle that saves us, and it's the model for our service, for our missional living. As the Father has sent me, Jesus is essentially saying, to be present. As the Father has sent me to be present, I am sending you, us to be present. Jesus was present among the people, walking in sandals, living out grace and truth, both combined. And so we can be sent out and do the same with grace and truth, not one or the other, but both. Thankfully, we're not doing this on our own because Jesus empowers us to be present. And so to be present can look different for different people. Uh, I, I am extremely thankful that we're not all cookie-cutter Christians, that we're not all the same. Thank God you are, I am not like any of you. I thank God even more that none of you are exactly like me. Right? That, what a boring world this would be if, we all, if all of us Christians were exactly the same. No, in our, the various ways that he's created us individually... Yes, he's transforming us into his likeness, following his values and following him, but in our various ways to be present, it's going to look different. And you never know how this is going to play out in God's kingdom. When we saw those videos, Nigeria, Mongolia, Latin America, the way they're being present in their communities is going to look a little bit different than we are living out and being present here, and that is okay. 
Jesus is why we do what we do and why we are who we are. And Jesus encourages us in Acts 1.8, in our unique identity within the unified body of Christ, we're empowered by the Holy Spirit to be witnesses for him in our neighborhoods and out to the ends of the earth. We're doing this all together. So Jesus lived out love, grace, and truth, and he did that walking around real-life communities. His transforming work in us and his empowerment through the Holy Spirit in us allows us to do the same thing. This is not something that just automatically happens. It's not a passive thing that happens, but we have to choose to pursue that, choose to do that. We brought up the word intentional lots of times because there's intention, there's motivation, there's a reason we are stepping out to do that. However, part of that, a piece of that, is we have to have a healthy presence in our relationship with God so we can have an impactful and healthy presence in our interactions with others. Being present with Jesus energizes our being present with others. So I need to take that time with him in reflection in conversation with him, in his word, being grounded and rooted in my identity in him and in his truth. Otherwise, my presence is going to bring the opposite effect than the glory of God. When I'm not in tune with the spirit and allowing him to work in me, not abiding in him and remaining in his love, not allowing him to prune me and work in my soul, not pursuing his presence, I'm not going to have the healthy capacity to be present and to shine for him. Jesus gave us that example in the Gospels. He also needed that time away in relationship and connection with the Father. Who am I 2,000 years later to think that I'm not going to need that if Jesus gives us that model and that example? It boils down to being present in your connection and relationship with God so you can then be present for, and more importantly, with him in the world. Uh, a big example for uh, Jesus uh, encouraging us in this way is being present is so worthwhile. I wanted to get another word in there, but so just seemed to, it sounds kind of so worthwhile. But it is so worthwhile, because when we are present, uh, it heightens your involvement, your effort, your engagement, your interactions, your attachments, your investment, and your overall passion. If you think about a sports event, right, or going to a movie theater, or going to a concert, you go to even a work conference, a wedding, an amusement park, a class at school, a simple meeting. These are so different when you're actually there and present at one of those places, it's much more different than if you're phoning it in or reading about it later or watching it on the news or Zoom. Everybody loves Zoom. A few weeks ago, so uh, uh, our family, we went to a Toledo Mud Hens game because we like to try and give our kids the option to see if they like American culture or not. I'm just kidding. Uh, we wanted to do that as a family and say, hey, let's go and... Actually, they wanted to go to another game, so mission accomplished, I guess. But I'm not a huge fan, okay, but I bought this Mud Hens hat when I was there, right? And uh, this was, uh, again, I'm not a big Mud Hens baseball fan, but we were in the stadium there. We were with our family, 
snacking on the popcorn, right? Enjoying the game. And uh, on August 11th, they were playing against the Omaha Storm Chasers. And unbelievable, they were winning, not unbelievable they were winning, but unbelievable they were winning 3-0, and then the Storm Chasers hit a three-run homer to tie it up, right? So it's 3-3 in the top of the ninth. And we're like, oh, this is crazy. The kids, you might see an extra innings game here. And then the bottom of the ninth, Spencer Torkelson comes up to the plate. He lays off the first pitch. Okay, it was a ball. Okay, good call. And then he stands there, and then the next pitch comes in right over the plate. He smacks it, goes right over the left field wall, walk off home run. Everyone's like, yeah, well, Madhens win, yeah. Everybody's cheering and whooping. There was whoops in the audience, and they were hollering and happy, and everyone was supporting, like, oh, yeah, let's give high fives, even though we've never seen each other. We're supporting the Mudhens, right? They won. Did they win the next night? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't there. I wasn't as invested. I wasn't present for that game, but on that night, on the 11th, I was there. It makes complete sense that Jesus is sending us out to be present, just like he was present, joining him in his heart and mission. This last encouragement I have for you is to be present with him. If all of this is in a nutshell, be present with him, right? And be present with him. Not on your own, but with him, with others. So I would just love to ask a few questions for you to reflect on, and you can do that with eyes closed or pen in hand, so you can jot down a word or an image to take with you. Where does God have you today? How do you feel sent by the Father? How are you living out Christ and being present in your neighborhood, your community, among your people? How are you living as his ambassadors and witnesses rather than his lawyers and judges? How are you present with him? Take it a step further. How have you felt God prime you for your next chapter, your next expression of being present in your neighborhood? How can you be present locally or help others be present globally? The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your love and desire to be present with us. That's huge. We thank you for the example that you've given us, that you send us to be present just as you are with us. We thank you that you empower us you energize us. 
Lord, I pray that you would give us open eyes and ears and hearts to see where that next expression of being present is that you have for us. That a simple yes, even though it might be a difficult one, a simple yes to you, we never know where that's going to lead to, but we trust that you are faithful and we trust that you are leading and guiding us. Thank you for your presence with us. We pray this in your powerful name, Lord. Amen. We're going to take this morning's offering as we continue worshiping together. So please take those buckets in the center aisle and begin passing.
good. Amen, family? Is good. Well, hey, church, uh, just a couple quick things before we go. Uh, one item of housekeeping, then a couple things I want to invite you back to. First thing is this, is uh, just to let you know, we're going to be having a uh, congregational meeting of our membership two weeks from today. Uh, that'll be Sunday, October 16th. Uh, it is for uh, electing two people to our nominating committee from our membership. Uh, the nominating committee meets together and prepares a, a slate of people to fill the roles of elder, deacon, deaconess uh, every single year. And so we always elect two people from the congregation. I would like to encourage you as a membership to just be thinking about uh, maybe some friends uh, or, or yourself that would be willing to serve in that capacity. One of the things we really want to do as a church is continue to develop new leadership. And so not only do we love new people joining on this committee, but we love to have people that are connected in different areas of our church so that we have a broader reach to understand uh, just who God has brought here and can serve in some of these leadership positions. And so be thinking about that over the next couple weeks. It'll be a short meeting following the second service, but I wanted that to be on your radar. Uh, next, uh, as Julianne mentioned earlier in the service, if you have not gotten one of these, this is our brochure uh, for our Missions Emphasis Week. You can find it out at the table in the cafe uh, or at any of the tables that are at our entrances. But uh, I want you to keep up to date with the things that are going on this week of how you can be present uh, with these things and to, to have a deeper understanding of how God is asking you to be present in his call to take the gospel to the ends of the earth. Uh, student ministries, junior high and high school are going to be meeting here tomorrow night, Wednesday evening for the whole church family, not just Awana kids, the whole church family, youngest to oldest. We have a great night that is planned for us to engage uh, as well. Ladies, we have our uh, women's luncheon that is taking place next Saturday. All of this is in the brochure. We want to invite you to come be present because I believe God has a lot to speak into us. We have been talking about how we can reach people in our own personal circles in our community that surrounds the church, but especially throughout the world. And God has that call for each of us. So join us this week, and I encourage you to engage and be excited about what God is doing. As we close our service this morning as well, just a reminder that if you have any prayer needs at all, uh, our prayer team, uh, we have a couple people that are standing here up front, uh, would love the opportunity to pray with you. So please come by if you need prayer this morning. And as you go out to serve the Lord this week, can I just encourage you as Ben encouraged us this morning, be present with the Lord and allow him to open up your eyes to be present with the people that he has placed in your circles who need to know his son, Jesus Christ. We have a great mission in front of us that we get to be a part of, so let's do it with all of our hearts. God bless you, church family. Can't wait to worship with you later this week. Have a good week.